For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Our guest today is Casey Ernst, Associate Professor in Epidemiology and Biostatistics. She studies environmental effects on the transmission of certain infectious diseases around the world. Thanks for joining us, Casey. Thank you very much for having me, Leslie. So you started out as a chemistry major in college. Where does your interest in the transmission of infectious diseases come from? I actually became interested in epidemiology when I was at the University of Michigan Admitted Students Day, and I heard my mentor speak about how people are changing their environment and how that's altering infectious disease patterns, and that sort of complexity really intrigued me. And so you did master's work in Kenya, I understand. Can you tell us about the spread of malaria and what you were studying? We were really looking at an area that had been understudied at the time, which was malaria in the, in the high altitude areas of Kenya. Most people had been focusing on the lowland endemic regions, but we really wanted to understand what are the determinants of malaria transmission at these high altitudes. Tell us, in fact, about the Gates Foundation funding that you had. Was that for work in Kenya? That was also for work in Kenya as well as Indonesia. In that project, we were, we were really looking at how can we bring more women into malaria control, not just at the household level where women are the primary caretakers and they know the household and they know who gets sick and they're the ones that are sort of in charge of that domestic domain, but also at a community level. So how do you mobilize women to get together to take community action? And then at a leadership level. So how do you get them into decision-making positions where they can inform how people are addressing malaria in their countries? And are you carrying that focus on women to your work in this hemisphere? We have looked a little bit at um, sort of engaging families in sort of their own sort of domestic prevention and control for Aedes aegypti. Here in the Arizona Sonora Desert region, we actually have a higher risk of dengue and Zika and chikungunya. Currently, that has really been mostly in Sonora, on the Sonora side of, of the region. Um, but there are Aedes aegypti in Arizona as well. And is climate change affecting the distribution across Mexico and across and into the United States? Climate change is absolutely one critical factor that has a potential to change the distribution of the mosquitoes as well as the, the speed at which the virus goes through its life cycle within the mosquito. Higher temperatures mean that time is shorter, which means the time between infections could be shorter. So there are multiple ways that climate change could influence the disease risk. And there are other potential problems as well with increasing transportation networks, globalization, increasing use of things like plastic containers and um, not having good disposal of them because the Aedes aegypti mosquito, unlike the Anopheles mosquito, which transmits malaria, can lay its eggs in very small sort of containers. The size just, of a coffee cup? Exactly. Yes. And if you have that in your backyard and it rains and you haven't paid attention, then those mosquitoes can actually go through that development cycle in those small containers and grow up to be adults that are biting you in your backyard. So how are you getting the word out? I just joined the integrated pest management team here in Arizona to try and come up with collaborative ways to reach people and conduct sort of community-based outreach research. Um, we also have a mobile app called Kadenga that we've been 
trying to develop and pilot and figure out ways to improve um, getting more messaging out to people. We also have a small project where we're working with community health workers. And can we train community health workers to identify mosquito habitat and provide education to people? Tell me why this mobile app is so important. One of the problems with Aedes aegypti is that top-down controls like bed nets and um, insecticide spraying don't work as well because it bites you during the day. And it also exploits these really small habitats. And so to try and have a government program that can actually control all of these potential habitats and environments is just impossible. And so it really is upon each of us as an individual and as part of our community to take action to reduce that that risk of potential transmission. I think we must listen. Thanks very much, Casey. (laughs) Thank you very much. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.